What's up, everybody, and welcome to another issue of the Comic Bookies podcast. Episode 177 starts now. Coming off of an amazing interview with Jason Douglas last week, we have the big game. The Super Bowl is here. The Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs. All the previews, all the props, we have that for you tonight. We're also talking Pro Bowl, NHL All-Star Game, and the Clash at the Coliseum. And over in comics, we didn't really get to talk about our books last week, so we have plenty to get into. DC, Marvel, AWA, Image, Boom Studios, to name a few. And in news, we might have a director for the Swamp Thing movie, and me and Sean talk more Last of Us. All that more tonight on a brand new 177th episode of the Comic Bookies podcast. Let's do it. And welcome back, everyone, to the Comic Bookies podcast. We are here, the three of us, myself, Mike, Mark, and Sean. If you've never listened to this show, that's who we are. I am Mike. That Portuguese handsome guy over there is Mark, and that half-black, half-Portuguese guy is Sean. I am Mike. I'm not Portuguese. I'm just white. Uh, of, what was it again? Of Polish uh, descent. Yeah. A white, non-Hispanic descent or whatever, when you had to fill out that form on, you know, what your race was. Slash non-Hispanic descent. Yes, sir. Yes. But anyways, we are the Comic Bookies, here for the 177th time. We are brought to you by Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, California, tomorrow Wednesday, February 8th, 2023 is New Comic Book Day, so go and get your new books wherever you get them. Uh, I got plenty in my stack this week. I think I have around nine. So Alex is open every Wednesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays. Uh, go and get your books. We love them. You will, too. What's up, guys? How was the weekend? Uh, man, uh, yeah, you know, the weekend was what it was. Everything's good, though. Uh, we're past the rain. We did have that, uh, you know, rain at the end of last week, which kind of like Couple days. Dude, we just had a shitload of it a few weeks ago. But nah, you know, the weather's good. Uh, family's good. It's good to be back in the saddle. I missed last week, but I know that it was super awesome because JD, Jason Douglas was on. So happy, you know, he got to get on with us again. But nah, man, everything is good. Happy to be on with you guys. Uh Mark, Mike, what's up, guys? How's everything? Yo, yo, yo. Good stuff, man. Back from the clash, and it whooped me in the ass. But, no, nah, it was uh, fun times down there in L.A., and just uh, very excited that I got to finally check out a short track. And we'll get into that a little bit later. I want to hear your guys' thoughts and views on what I was hearing, ramblings on the Internet, and, you know, everyone. That's what I love about the NASCAR community. Everyone's got their opinion right, and with uh, platforms like Twitter, we sure as hell hear about it. But man, I personally as hell loved it. I'm a NASCAR junkie, so anytime you can get me to something I haven't experienced. And the one thing that I will say that was so great about it, and man, when you're in a short track like that, that freaking smell of that gas, it doesn't oh. really go anywhere, man. And uh, it just reminded me, man, I smelt it and it just, uh, it's good for my soul, I guess, but it was a great trip down there. Uh, good weather in L.A. and um, Grammys down there as well. So it was a good time, man. But um, back here, ready to record 177. J.D. was great. And uh, yeah, man, how are you guys? Doing pretty well. Um, it's the long weekend going. Nice weather the last two days. After the couple of days of rain, it's great been like weather, yeah. high 60s. It's been like I, I, like I don't even need a sweater. I need a sweater right now because right now I'm a little bit, you know fluffier but you know get you know my ass back in the gym and um but yeah i mean got to read a few books play a few games watch a few shows you know get everything get ready for tonight you know 
That's right. That's right. The weather is so damn good over here, too. I mean, I have a little bit of extra time on my hands. So uh, I've been taking Casey out the past couple of days on his little bike rides, going on a little walk around the lake. So no, nah, man, and definitely enjoying this good weather. And yeah, man, definitely can't complain, man. Life can be a whole lot worse. That's for yeah. sure. Well, good thing no one listens to this podcast for our meteorology reports because that uh, we feel flat as hell. So let's get into the Super Bowl, guys. So the first <laughs> thing we're talking about this week is a big game, uh, Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles. First of all, Sean, you weren't on last week, so apologies to your team. Just, uh, uh, yeah. just a run of bad luck the whole year with your quarterbacks, and it finally came full circle with uh, with Purdy going down in the first couple drives. And, uh, yeah, it kind of sucks. I mean, in my true – non-professional opinion i feel that even if he was in the whole game it would have been closer but i still feel the eagles would have won what what do you say about that yeah i mean i I, i'm not gonna go and say oh i completely agree with that but i beyond valid because the eagles are great uh if we would have played better who knows if it would have brought out even the best you know something better in them throughout the game uh you know the game it definitely changed right off the bat on the Devontae smith non-catch catch which there magically wasn't any camera angle until about a quarter later that we had access to. But again, it really doesn't matter. You know, the Eagles played a great game. They had a script that, you know, knocked our quarterback out of the game and they scored points. And now we got a headway matchup. The two one seeds, damn near identical teams, point scored, record, uh, two of the all best pros. quarterbacks, all pros, uh, Kelsey brothers. Stuff. So... No, it's me a heavyweight battle, and it sucks my team's not in it, but this is probably the second-best matchup you could have, man. I mean, going back to your game real quick, it's kind of hard to feel confident going forward after Purdy goes down because, you know, like I looked sometime in the third quarter, and they had like 12 more minutes of time of possession. Like any defense is going to get run down and get tired, so at, at, at some point, you know, you're going to give up, you know, the three, four rushing touchdowns because yeah, they're just course. freaking gas, man, because they're going three and out every time because they got Christian McCaffrey at the quarterback, you know? Josh Johnson, Christian McCaffrey. I mean, Josh Johnson was there to just wear a jersey. Brock's going to be our guy today. And right. Very misleading score. We just lost the football game. That's what I'm telling people. Like, we just lost the football game. Forget the 30 or whatever, 30-something to three. Like, right. we just lost the football game, man. Quarterback got knocked down. The game was over. Right Right when that happened, the game was over. Yeah. So first Al- – uh, Although I will, I will admit, Sean, I will admit to your uh, – uh, to your um, – <clears throat> Or what I'm gonna say, you did kind of say I mean, you were a San Francisco homer at the beginning of the. To your acknowledgement is what I was trying to say. I know you wanted to pick San Francisco, but if it wasn't for San Francisco, I think you would have picked the Eagles because you were really high 100%. on the Eagles on our preview podcast. So I will hand it to you because I would say That's that right. you probably did have the Niners and the Eagles in the NFC Championship. So I sure did. Man, <laughs> man that would have been a nice little uh, wager at the beginning of the season. To Holy see crap! Yeah, those two teams to be in the. NFC Championship, but yeah, man, dumb luck there, just literally losing three quarterbacks. I mean, it just seems like, and then you have guys that, it just seems like the greats just never get hurt, right? It seems like Tom Brady and Rodgers would like never get hurt. It's like you could go have the same quarterback for three or four years, and you went through three or four in one year, so it's pretty uh, crazy. Luck, but <laughs> it is pretty crazy, but then that was just some freak thing with Brock, right? Just just i mean i don't know man eagles have a swarming defense and i guess they wanted to show it early and often so they did but like i said man um you know the niners they played good I, like 
they had they they let them score 7-0 and then they stopped them for three straight drives and only allowed 13 yards and had three three and outs that, that those were the Eagles next three possessions after that opening drive uh, uh opening drive touchdown right and then so the, the back breaking drive that we gave up three first down penalties on mm-hmm. three third downs which two yeah. of them were hundred percent not penalties. But then you guys score. You guys did score. It was seven. It was seven. It was seven seven. And I'd say at one point, Jalen Hurts was starting to look a little bit more like Dak Prescott out there than Jalen Hurts. You know, you, you know, and it's just like then they went up fourteen seven. Okay, and then with that bad turnover, they scored right before half twenty one seven. It just really like deflated the Niners from there, and it's just that was it. But I mean, they were hanging in that first quarter, even you know with with the hurt Brock, but just unfortunate event. And we're on to the Super Bowl here yeah. in Arizona. I mean, and then going off of that, Mark, that's what kind of scares me about this game because it's easy to pick the Eagles, right? They were, you know, hands down probably the best team in the league the whole season. But when you get into a situation where it's seven seven against the Niners, a uh, Brock Purdyless Niners, right? And when you have Mahomes and that offense who can really score in a blink of an eye, they better not play like that on offense too long in that game because they could see themselves down twenty one nothing or twenty one seven really really early in that game. But are you worried about Amen. Mahomes' foot, his ankle? Think I'm he's not good? scared of I'm not scared of Mahomes' ankle, but the one thing I'm scared of is that flying defensive line of the freaking Eagles. Right. Because if they can get pressure, it doesn't matter how bad their linebackers are. Their secondary is a pretty damn good secondary. And if they have Mahomes moving left to right, you're actually gonna be playing into what you want. I mean, he he has a high ankle sprain, but you get that boy shot up, he's gonna be fine. He's gonna be playing. I think the key is going to be that defense for Philly. If they get pressure on Mahomes, I'm still going to fly Eagle fly. That right. defense is different. They and different. Like they get pressured left and right. And you know they're telling each and every one of those 11 guys on defense if they get a chance it to tackle Mahomes, ass. they are alligator alligator rolling it on his ankle. They're trying to beat that hell out of that ankle for sure. If they get a sack on him, they're going low. You know, just kind of wrap up his his legs, but like you know, give a little, you know. You know, a little nudge to the ankle. Yeah. I mean, no Mikko Hartman. Uh, I mean, that's going to be a little bit of, I think, a difference, you know, because he has that extra speed. And the Eagles, I don't think there's one person missing the game. Uh, they got their freaking receivers right. Their running backs are right. And even Hurst, I mean, he, he's an X Factor in himself, man. That boy, his legs are different, too. So uh, it's, it's one of those things, man. You do got Mahomes in the back of your mind. But I think Eagles have that just that defensive line. It's almost something that I think replicate that Tampa Bay versus Kansas City de- uh, Super Bowl. Tampa Bay defense swarmed Mahomes the whole Super Bowl. And I think if the Eagles can kind of replicate that a little bit with that defensive line, it might be able to get a damn good win in the Super Bowl for sure. That's a good take, Sean. And with the line here, Eagles, you know, just the line has fluctuated a bit. You know, people even got as high, I think, as like Kansas City plus two or something, two and a half. But now Kansas City sitting at a plus one and a half dog here. It's almost like a pick 'em, 120 on the money line for the Eagles. We're looking at an over under of about 51. Um, do you guys see anything about you guys have or would you guys say that you know, either of the, both of these teams play in 
colder weather, you would say, outside stadiums? Do you think uh, any team has an advantage or a disadvantage for playing more in a dome-type stadium here down in I mean, Glendale? It's it's uh, a dome environment, but it's still a, a natural grass field, right? Yeah, Arizona? Oh, is it? So. Yeah, because I think it's like Vegas, how they can put the field outside to like let yeah. it you know, to help it grow or whatever. So, I mean, with that, you, you know, like teams that are built for speed and everything, it's still going to get slowed down. But I think Kansas City's natural grass, and I'm not sure about um, Lincoln Financial. I'm not sure if that's uh, natural I'm grass, but but yeah, I'm sure I mean, that is right. But both teams are speedy. Uh, no one can cover tra- Travis Kelsey. Like only Travis Kelsey could probably cover Travis Kelsey. Yeah, like he's just huge. He's just, for some reason, he's just always open, and he just oh man, he just breaks. To, uh, it's just crazy. I mean, watching Kelsey and Mahomes the last couple of years, being a Raider fan, playing them twice a year, and only beating them like maybe, what once, twice in that span. Yeah, it's it's gonna be a tough game. But no, if I had to put money on it, I'd probably still go the Eagles. You know, by like by three. Not sure. Uh, I can't really say if it's going to be a high-scoring game just because both defenses can play really well at times. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Mark, what, do you think it's going to be a high-scoring game? I, mean, I, I think it's going to be close, right? But I don't. Know if, I can't really say mm. if it's going to be uh, you know, high-scoring. I don't know. Unders have seemed to be trending lately, not in the Super right. Bowl, but in the after the wild card round in these playoffs. Right. 51, I think uh, both teams can score. you got to get me at about – 27 24 get you know but right you know i think i kind of like the over here um i, mean, I know like, both defenses are good i right. think that you i think that if mahomes starts you know maybe if i think if mahomes can get a lead with kansas city i think that's going to get sirianni to have to you know kind of start you know do doing what they kind of actually do like to do you know get aj brown and Devonte smith open there but right um, I can see like Kansas City getting the lead or or vice versa with, you know, Eagles defense coming out strong and then, you know, Kansas City having to play from behind. We know right. what Mahomes can do. And I feel like when we get in these games, you saw it with like Buffalo last year and Kansas City when like Kansas City starts playing from behind. I feel like things can start getting high scoring real quick for some reason there. Right. You um, know what? And like also I probably I like your take on the over, too, is because, you know, these big these big Super Bowl games like people want viewer they, they want viewership right the, like they're gonna score as as many points as they can so and the league would love that the networks would love that right so I think I, I think I'd probably be trending towards the over on the on this game and it seemed like both games in the division I mean in the championship game it seemed like they went by pretty quick um, right I, I have a feeling like the Super Bowl I think with the two teams kind of liking to throw as well. I think that this team game is going to kind of go a little bit slower, maybe stop the clock on some incompletions here. Um, Kansas City, I saw today that they got Clyde Edwards-Alaire upgraded. I think he's going to play. Don't know how much. I mean, he could be big in the running game if, you know, that's the style of game that it's going to turn to, which and then the under could be a possible uh, choice here. But um, it's tough, man. I, maybe even wait for an in-game line on this. I know everybody likes to – bet pre-flop like they like to say on our network vsin here uh mm-hmm. but uh i just uh i don't know man it's just i think i'm still gonna wait it out see where this line goes i think a lot of the public uh influence is still gonna come in on this line 
I think, uh, you know, any any sighting of Mahomes that you see with a possible limp or something can kind of change this line. Just uh, I just kind of want to wait for the market to get flooded a little bit more with uh, some more smart and dumb money, as we call it here in the mm-hmm, betting world. Right. But, you know, just uh, and speaking of dumb money as well, man, I don't know if you want to get into it, but there was like some of those uh, those little fun bets, those prop bets that I wanted to throw around just to kind of. You know, shoot them at you guys, get a little of bit course. of laughs. Of course, um, you know, just, yeah, because I, I was trying to pull that up right now. Like, what are some of the – oh, yeah, so here we go. So go ahead and uh, – what are some of the – You got a national see? anthem, two minutes and seven seconds. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Chris Stapleton is singing it. Obviously, country you got sing- your – Country singer, yeah. Jalen Hurts, MVP favorite, next to Patrick Mahomes. Uh, he's actually a little bit more of a favorite, Patrick Mahomes, probably because they're favorite to win the game. Kelsey next at 12 to 1. AJ Brown, 16 to 1. Devontae Smith, 28 to 1. Uh, what color, uh, What color? of course, will the Gatorade be? Uh, you got the leader in the clubhouse with blue at, uh, no, actually, no, orange here. Orange is uh, hmm. your favorite here at minus 110. Then about light wow. green, yellow, it's all mixed into one there, which are uh, lime colored at about two to one. Then five to one, blue, clear water, 12 to one. Uh, what else, man? Just like, man, it's just I think offshore books, you obviously get more than I think you would get in the States. But right. you get just all these specials. Uh, who's going to be shown first during America the Beautiful? And will he... <laughs> Will Andy Reid eat a cheeseburger before the end of the Super Bowl broadcast? Oh my God, that's hella funny. Or like, there's there's like there's even ones where it's like how many times like the over under number of times they show Mahomes' wife or the brother, right? Like you know like like in their suite. Um, There's also um, you know like who's gonna score first? How are they gonna score first? Like whoever had the money on that Super Bowl against uh, between the Seahawks and the Broncos years back in New York where it was or New Jersey technically. Uh, but yeah, where the first score was a safety totally threw off your squares. Totally, th- you know, like that one person or a couple oh, yeah. people who, who, who Denver safety was the first <laughs> score of the game. Yeah. They won you some money if you put a little bit of coin on that one. And I don't know if they already got, I mean, do we already, I think obviously commercials are, or companies have already announced their commercials because we even got, you know, uh, odds on commercials. First TV advertisements. Is it either going to be avocados from Mexico or Hellman's? Is it either going to be Doritos or M&M's? <laughs> Doritos, your favorite. Is it going to be Doritos? Bud Light. Experian or Rakuten? Heineken or Budweiser? M&M's or Pepsi Zero Sugar? I oh, mean, this is hell? funny. Popcorners or Pringles? I mean, oh, how many players? How many players will have a passing attempt? I kind of like that. Over under two and a half. I could see there's, some trickery there. Okay, there's so some guy one, who, okay. uh, there's some guy who put some coin on the MVP will be one of the backup quarterbacks. So they expect something bad to happen to one of the quarterbacks. So either oh, uh, Minshew oh, wow. or freaking Chad Henney. I got one for you guys. How many TikTok videos will Jackson Mahomes put during the post? <laughs> <laughs> Over under one and a half with the under being your favorite here. Start of the broadcast or like, like from from kickoff. I don't know. Like, well, I gotta, like, don't know. But if it's actually, like from like from pregame or whatever, it's going to he's going to post 100. I actually got one here for sure. Wait. Oh, excludes halftime and commercials. How many times will Roger Goodell be shown over under oh, yeah. one and a half? 
I'll take the overall day. They'll show the commissioner two times. No, at least think. one time. At least one time in the you beginning. But it says like here, here it excludes halftime and commercials, live broadcast only, according to Super Bowl transcript. Kick bowl, kick off the final whistle. Yeah, oh, that, I see. I, I see scary, a lot of gray area half. there. See a lot of gray area there for me to lose my bet. Probably stay away from that. Right, right, right. So, <laughs> so going back to the game, let's give our let's give our pick for the game. Uh, who, who do we think is going to win? Cover. Uh, yeah. So who so who's going to hoist the Lombardi Trophy? Is it going to be the Chiefs Philly. for the Philly? Yeah, I mean, I've been rolling with them all season as that team. Then NFC, I said I can't go against them now, and I just think their defense is even better than what I thought they would be. So we'll go Philly. Now both teams. This is going to be their second. Right, because Kansas City never won one before Mahomes did, right? And That's then, uh, and then obviously, one. and then, and then Philly never did before the one they beat the uh, Patriots. Oh God, I know, right? Jeez. Um, I'm gonna roll Philly too, man. Roll Philly too, because I'm I'm actually rooting for them for numerous reasons. I hate the Chiefs because I'm a Raider fan. Uh, you know, one of our guys over at uh at, at Barstool Sports, Big Cat, he has a what a $500 bet from the beginning of the season on Philadelphia Eagles to win the Super Bowl. And it's going to cash out like two hundred and fifty thousand dollars if they win. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, no, wow, five hundred bucks? No way. Or was it maybe five thousand or something? Maybe it was, maybe it was five thousand. But yeah, he's Shit. he's hey. he's going to win two hundred and fifty thousand dollars if it cashes. Damn. That would have to be like what thirty to one, forty to one, or something like that. I don't know. That must I mean, have been get, a long time ago. Right. Yeah, might have been like you know opening odds for you know right after the Rams hoist the Lombardi Trophy. Now he, they're seeing mm-hmm. you know next season's odds. I mean you never know because you know I think the beginning of the season they might have had Philadelphia the favorite to win the division by a, just a slim margin over the Cowboys. You know, but that's it. You know they had the Niners, the Bengals, you know the Bills, yeah. the Chiefs. They had so many different teams. Even Tom Brady, you know, probably was getting some love. You know, Aaron Rodgers at the beginning of the season a little bit of love. You know, Denver. Yeah, exactly. With Russell Wilson. 100%. Oh God. That worked out great. Chargers. Man. Who, Chargers. Uh, yeah, the person who put cool. money on them to finish last place in the division, good on them. Great on them, right? Uh, the the Chargers even got some love with with uh you know with Justin Herbert. Yeah. Had to have a couple years under his belt. So yeah, it's gonna be a fun game. Uh, so me and Sean have the Eagles. It's gonna be a clean sweep earthquake for you, uh, Mark. Are we gonna? It's not. DJ Sean and Mike over there uh, are taking the Eagles. What do you guys? Sean, are you taking the over or the under? Oh, man. 51. Uh, 51, 25, 25. Uh, I will go with the under, actually. Wow. Ooh, okay. Yeah. So go he's under. going Eagles and under. Nice. I'm going KC and over. I'll go, I'll go, e- I'll go Eagles and Eagles over. Eagles and over. Yeah. So we, have, so we have three <laughs> completely different bets. So Why not? Nice. Now, I will say, I think when we had the NFC – uh, champion NFC or sorry the championship week preview I believe I was the one who picked Kansas City and Philadelphia I think I think Sean you had Cincinnati and the Niners and Mark did you have did you have Philadelphia and Cincinnati did you have Burrow or no, did you have the same as me I had KC I think he's the same as you so did you did you have Philly and KC yeah. or did you have San Francisco and KC Philly okay so we had okay I thought that was cool never mind me and Mark are cool, though. Yeah, so, you guys are super cool. <laughs> super cool. All right, guys. So um, staying with the NFL a little bit, um, let's give our 60 seconds of Pro Bowl talk. Oh, Sean, uh, pre-production, you're the only one to watch anything from the Pro Bowl. I mean, the only thing that I saw was it was Derek Carr's comment about, oh, yeah, that's probably why I'm not going to be here the next year. Yeah, of course, that's, like that's the, the only thing, thing you see. 
the only thing well, I saw. The so, thing is, that was probably the best joke of the Pro Bowl, other than the actual Pro Bowl, which is a joke. Uh, other than seeing Twitter <laughs> handle uh, handles and Instagram videos from like the Niner players that were there, it's just a joke. They turn into a flag football game, a dodgeball game, best catch, a longest golf drive. Like, I Wait, think that's what? all I need to say. Like, literally, that's what they did for the skills competition. Instead of the old-school Iron Man, fastest player, strongest player, most accurate throw, uh, kickers having their own thing, which actually, like, there was a little bit of, like, hey, let's actually try a little bit. These guys are freaking here, freaking driving golf balls, playing dodgeball, and the cherry on top was basically no purpose for a D-lineman because we're going to play some good old flag football on a 50-yard field. Like, literally. I think, I think they're previewing the NFL for the next 20 years. Or, like, in 20 years is what's going to look like, probably. Well, I mean, the fact that Baltimore's backup quarterback made the Pro Bowl was enough for me to know that that's where we're at now. By the time you've seen who the Pro Bowl quarterbacks were, no offense, but straight up Derek Carr, Trevor Lawrence, and Hunley, oh, that's who the Pro Bowl quarterbacks are. Okay. It's a joke, bro. No offense. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. And it's just gotten so bad. I mean, it was cool, but I remember, like, Back in the 90s, it was decent, in Hawaii, man. bro. It in was Hawaii, fun. Those guys tried, yeah. bro. Yes. I mean, like, back in the day, it was like, I, I saw a highlight of years ago. Remember when Peyton Manning was on there talking shit about Mike Vanderjack, like our idiot kicker. And, like, while he's having that interview, Rich Gannon's throwing a touchdown to, I forgot who it was. But, yeah, he's throwing a touchdown for the AFC. I was like, Dude, oh, one man. of the best public quarterbacks of all time when I he know. was good, Rich Gannon. I yeah. know you guys said 60 seconds, but why? Let's, I mean, elaborate. Why do you guys think it is? Is it the owners? Is it the NFL's players? People whatever, don't want to get hurt. People, this is, it's a, why get hurt at the end of the season? Straight up, but why get why hurt not, at the end of the season? Why not? Why wasn't it? I mean, why weren't they worried about getting hurt in the 90s? In, Different in generation, bro. They softened so it for a minute. Saying. What pays homage to this generation doing this? Is it the money they're shelling out? Is it the owners? It the well, look po- at just the rule changes. It starts with the rule changes and just the way, like, the game is played. Like, yeah. you don't see those. There's no freaking hit stick. Like, the hit stick was the thing back right. in the day. Like, you just you think the it. fans? Do you think since the fans haven't tuned in as much that they, it had them know. realign as well? They're also not stupid, too. They know that these players aren't really like they're more of an investment, right? They want to protect the money. That's why they have, you know, a lot of this, you know, load management or whatever in in the NBA. You know, you see a lot of these players don't play back to backs. And yeah, it's just it's it's not a good look. And and, and like just like the bowl games, the bowl games, a lot of these uh, high profile players are now sitting out their bowl games. Like, it's only going to get worse from here. Yeah, right? you can't fix it. That's the thing, too. Like, there's certain things in life you can't fix. And to me, 100%, this is one of them. Like, load management in the NBA, maybe you could go from 82 to, like, 70 games, which Kerr says. And that will actually strategically make sure there's no back-to-backs. Hey, if that's what it takes, you still get 70 games. I'm okay right. with that. Right. You but, know, because I, I, you see those videos, like, um, you know, oh, I, I paid X amount of money for, to, for for my kid to come see Steph Curry, and because it's on a, uh, the second of a back-to-back sorry. on the road, sorry, he's off. not going to play, you don't get to see him. Like, what was that one game? It was like, uh, I, I can't remember if it was this season or last season, but you had that one game where it was like Curry, Clay, Dre, Poole, like, they had like four, like, all, four oh. or, or, or Wiggins, like, they all sat for a game. I was like, what? There's like San Antonio or something. I was like, what the hell? Like, what are you giving these fans, man? What? And like, like, like the bowl games, if teams uh, are not in the final four or going forward, if we're going to have eight teams in, in final eight, then why play? Hurt my draft stock? Why play? Right. These, these sugar bowls and the cotton bowls and the rose bowls that are non-playoff games, 
you're going to see less and less viewership because there's going to be less and less top tier players who are going to be expected to be drafted in the next uh, April or May. They're not going to play. It's funny that we're talking about this because the sport that, let's be honest, is probably the least popular sports out of the major sports, but it probably has the best all-star game is hockey because they haven't changed their format other than maybe like a small tournament, but the skills competition is the same speed, accuracy, breakaways, and it's fun. Like, I don't know, like it's, it, it, it literally measures your skill. And right, and, and they've even, and they've even involved the females too, the lady players, because like the the girl who's uh, the co uh, cover for the new NHL game, yeah, she had some sick ass like behind the back goal, like during the skills competition. I was like, that's pretty cool. They're adding uh, the female side to it, trying to get female uh, viewership, but at the same time, the intensity is still there. And then you have your four divisions, and I think it's cool. They have like two mini games as like, as like semifinals, and then you go to a final game. That's cool. It's not just one game. I think it's pretty cool. They're, they're trying new things, and then unlike the NFL, the new things are actually cool, and they are relevant to the sport, not the drives, not the catching balls in the pool. Like It's the, just like the, it's just become a calamity. It's just a, the, it's just a joke. The, the, NBA, the, the NBA also has just become a joke these last recent right. years, right? It's just – it's. It's a three. It's a three-point contest, right? Okay, you take a three. Okay, now I'll let you take a three. Okay, let's all run down the court right. and pretend like we're doing something. Now you take a three. Now you do a cool dunk. All right, yeah, I'll but, do a cool dunk. I mean, come on, yeah, man. Yeah, we can't be we can't be surprised with the NBA All Star Game because they're doing the same shit during the regular season, not playing like 10, 15 games a yeah. year because of little management. So why the hell do you expect them to play in some game that doesn't mean anything? How much money are they really going to be making off of bit playing in an All Star Game? Right. So props to props to NHL and NASCAR 100%. for uh, for trying on their sports lately. Right. I mean, and, I mean, NASCAR, their all star race is for a million dollars. Something is legit on the line that makes them want to go 100 percent as if it's the Daytona 500 or the final race at Phoenix. And even if it wasn't, I was just at a race two days ago that wasn't right. for no million dollars and wasn't for no points and wasn't for nothing. And you they don't. Racers are racers. That's what I love about and I think racing. Sports, I think you have to go sports-based, too. You look at, like, NASCAR. Like, you're racing a car. It's kind of hard to, like, be soft in a car. Like, you're freaking still in a motorized vehicle. In hockey, you're right. still playing kind of a physical sport. Basketball, maybe just get out of the way in the All-Star game. You can go dunk the ball. In football, soften it. In baseball, I mean, as much as maybe baseball is not for everybody. Pretty good. You still got to hit a 90-plus mile-an-hour fastball. It's true. You aren't going to just start dropping fly balls. You still got to make the play. If you're batting, I'm not just going to strike out on purpose. You're still going to try to put your best foot right. forward. So it's a lot of sports-based, I think. Right. Football and, and is you know, And then I also think baseball, I don't think a lot of guys sit. You know, like, oh, we see Judge. He's not, I think Judge plays. Oh, I think these play. top guys they all play. play. They all play. Right. Oh, 100%. So, and, and, we'll see it, it, and we'll get a, a good sneak peek coming up here pretty soon. Or actually not a sneak peek, the real thing. Because how far away is the NBA All-Star game, Sean? Like two weeks or something? Like, soon, soon, yeah. Weeks now. yeah, it's coming up right around the corner. So, I mean, huh, no curry. I mean, he has a little ligament partial tear right. out for three weeks, but getting older, man. These little beats and bangs are hurting a little bit more than they were before, man. Yeah, bro, you ain't lying about that. But hey, we'll be fine, bro. Get NFL talk, Super Bowl talk, man. Let's all star talk. All star talk is for damn sure. And NHL, bro, keep right. doing it, man. And that's Even the thing you... too. 
and and for those of you who are listening right now, we have three I, I'd say three more episodes that we're doing in a row before we go to our you know normally you know during the NFL offseason we're only being recording every other week so we have this week previewing the Super Bowl next week we're talking about the Super Bowl and kind of breaking that down for a little bit and previewing the C- NASCAR season and the Daytona 500 and then the next week after that of course um, you know talking about the Daytona 500 and getting into the in race number two and then of course we'll go to our you know we like to take advantage of not having NFL every single week during the spring and summertime and, you know, spend some more time with the family and stuff, but we're still going to give you a damn good podcast every other week. So it's going to be fun, man. Can't wait. The next couple of weeks in sports is dynamite. Well, this is funny. We always have one Super Bowl, which leads to another Super Bowl, which is the first race <laughs> of the season, Daytona. So it's always that back-to-back fun parts. So and yeah. it's going to be a fun couple of weeks, definitely. Yes, for sure. Uh, if that's, I think that's all for sports, man. I mean, we have just had the big game and the All Star weekend. I really don't have much else to. I just gotta say one thing, which I know you're gonna be like really shocked, but I almost have to because I know it's gonna open up if Mark promises not to talk for more than two minutes on it. He's gotta promise you now. Gotta promise me now. <laughs> Liverpool, what the hell is going on? Oh, I don't even want to talk for two <laughs> seconds about it, bro. Oh, jeez. Yeah. They can't, beat, they can't beat the seagulls. They can't beat your wolves. They just, uh, I don't know, man. I, I mean, I knew, I mean, you know what? I'm not as upset as I thought I was going to be because, and I, actually, I'm not really upset because this was kind of my thought coming into the season. Ever since we lost Mane and we had these new guys starting and just trying to like, you know, just different having new guys gel and just I just had a feeling that this season and maybe even next. I just I know they're trying to spend some money as always, uh, not as much as uh, Man City. <laughs> there it is, bro. I was waiting for that. We might be talking about that next week. We shouldn't but jump the gun on it just yet. <laughs> I had to say it, but man, yeah, I don't know what's going on with Liverpool. They're just not gelling. They're playing bad foot fo- footy. They're just not in form and. It's ugly, man. But on the contrary to that, I mean, Mike's Manchester United is doing pretty damn good. So yeah. congrats to you, man. Just uh, I've had my heydays with Liverpool these last couple years. It's uh, It's been a great ride, and I can expect them to continue to still contend and be the top six, right. be as good as they can be. But just right now, they're in a slump, man. And uh, just uh, they just need to get it together, make some changes. And uh, I think they'll be good, though. I mean, they're Liverpool. I still see them as a team that's I mean, they got playing that, in Europe. They, yeah, they, they got that King James power behind them now, right? God. Because they got uh, he, he got the scoring title and he's a part uh, Kudos, LeBron. That's all you're getting out of this comic two, book is podcast. It is an all-time record, so you get a kudos. That is yeah. right. So congratulations, LeBron. Uh, yeah. Number one scorer. Yeah, so on, on to the comics. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so that is sports, ladies and gentlemen. So on to the comics. Um, you know, we try to, you know, to keep the comic book talk a little bit, you know, you know, not like 20, 25 minutes. We had a lot of books to talk about, fellas, so we'll try our hardest not to talk a lot about them. But over in comics this week, uh, coming out on the 8th of February 2023 uh, in D.C., Batman 132, The Flash 792. Poison Ivy 9, Gotham City Year 1, number 5, and Lazarus Planet rolls on with Next Evolution, number 1. On the Marvel side, The Amazing Spider-Man 19, which I, fellas, will not be getting. I just told Alex that I'm dropping Amazing Spider-Man, so I just got the finale of the Dark Web um, you know, uh, event, and I said, you know what? Not getting Amazing Spider-Man this week. I'm, I'm dropping it. Didn't do it for me really from the start, 
So I gave it three arcs, 18 issues, and I'm done. Uh, Daredevil number eight comes out. I will be obviously continuing that story. Uh, Star Wars Darth Vader number 31, Ghost Rider 11, and Alien number six. Image gives us Spawn 338, Little Monsters number 10, and a new story, Monarch number one. Boom Studios, a new story, Harrower number one, and Know Your Station number three. And to round it out, AWA Erratic Recharged number four. All right, guys. So, Sean, you were gone last week, but we lucky for you, we didn't really get into any comic book talk. We wanted to talk about, you know, um, Parallel, the new the, like like the new edition, uh, the special edition that's going to be out in previews right now. It's coming out in a few months. Uh, obviously, his new Kickstarter that's going to be released pretty soon as well. And then, you know, any future projects. So, as far as what we read currently, nothing was talked last week. So, that's I mean, fire. I mean, like, just fire away. I have a big stack of books to talk about. You know, I, I really only need to get in depth about a, a few of them, but go ahead, sir. Yeah, so I think the format I'll probably go with today is probably just looking at this week's into what I'm super excited for. Before I bring up a couple quick books, uh, Daredevil, of course, I love that. Uh, you and I with the Deadly Duo, number four, of course, I look forward to getting that. It's going to be badass. Uh, where's this other one? Um, bah, 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 bah. Scrolling down the list uh jesus christ i just read number two two days ago and know your station number three i did read the number two so uh actually excited for number three it is a little potential there know your station's cool man yeah i I definitely definitely, like it it was kind of confusing in the first one but then but but now she's gonna get pinned for everything because now the husband and wife are are killed and just hanging there at the end of issue number two it's it's a good story yeah, yeah. yeah, that one actually has a lot of potential. So, I mean, yeah, I did read number two uh, recently, excited for number three. And I mean, that's kind of what we need to just kind of bring up this girl, you know, that that blue drug it messes with him big time. But she's getting mm-hmm. get pinned for basically all these murders and trying to find out who the hell the murderer is. Uh, getting into books, do Junkyard Joe is getting juicy, juicy, Lucy, juicy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so crazy. It just started with just Emily knowing about the robot and now freaking her brother and sister know and bro even like the way it ends you know uh gosh the old vet army vet takes junkyard joe to probably see who his like you know former maybe recruiter candor commander therapist whoever the guy is in town is right 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 who he can thoroughly trust because he actually says hey i'm freaking taking joe and shows him joe and all along the kids say screw it we're ditching school we're gonna go to go see the robot and and then, yeah, little the, do they the, know, uh, man. The individuals from whatever faction, if they're from the government, military, wherever they're trying to fight in Junkyard Joe, uh, they found where he's at. They so. know where that, and it's crazy because the thing is, I'm actually looking forward to how did they know where he was at, too. Because you even see, like, in the very beginning, I know where he went. And obviously, it's probably through, like, the newspapers who's drawing Junkyard Joe. They went to his right. house. Right. So, no, that's yeah. going to obviously be uh, super, super juicy. Excited with that. I also read, and bro, I absolutely loved it. It was One Bad Day, Bane. Oh, yeah. Bro. It's Yeah, I, I do agree. I will say, I, I will say that, I mean, and it's not saying much because they're, they've all been good, but I will say this Bane is on the towards the bottom of my list as far as all the one bad days right? oh like for I, sure like i like the penguin the two-faced the i love you know, those you know the the riddler was good um for some reason i didn't get catwoman you know last week or two weeks ago so i have to wait to get that one in and, and we'll read that and of course we have clayface Rachel ghoul come in you know we have tons of tons more coming but i will say of the there, fabric, i think the, i think that's it i think i, I think read there's that there's eight, only eight. Yeah. eight yeah that might be it Right, so of I, only, the five, I think I liked it. Oh, go ahead. 
no, I mean, of the five, it's it's unfortunate, but I think of the five so far, it's probably the worst one. But it's still good. It's yeah, but think, who uh, wrote, let me ask, who wrote it? Oh no, oh, God. Josh, <laughs> Josh Williamson. There we go. <laughs> oh, Why no. is it the worst of the five? I think I just liked it because because uh, the thing is, all I know is Bane, obviously being Bane, like to actually see a character, see someone under the mask. I think that's what I really liked about it. It was just different for me. It was new, like kind of actually seeing more right. than just exactly what we see. So, I mean, exactly, I'm not saying you're saying it was the best thing ever, but like the new, which I learned and read, I was like, mm-hmm. that's, this is actually pretty freaking cool. Like, Right. And then and then there's it's not every day that you see a story that Bruce Wayne Batman works with Bane. Right. So to get rid of all this mm-hmm. venom and stuff. So it's a cool story that it's it goes it's set in the present time, but he's Detailing telling a story, the story. Uh, of, of how it, it happened. Right. So and it was pretty the doctor cool. and the doctor who actually did it, who freaking kind of freaking screwed himself right, right. and damn near breaks Bane's back. So, yeah, it was I think that's a good way to describe it. It wasn't like the best, most action packed type story, but like just a story into it. Like, I don't know. I kind of really I, I enjoyed it. It was a lot of new it, for me. It, so, I mean, it was decent. I liked how um you kind of. Got that part of Bane where he's pretty much, oh, after I broke the Batman's back, like that was like that was like a, the highest he could like, like that was his peak, right? Like he summoned nah, it, bro. There. He's like, he's he's he the plateaued. WWE now, bro. Right, <laughs> right. No, but he couldn't like the way that he felt inside that like he was like never anything. He could never be anything bigger than the time he broke Batman, right? So that's like that's like a shine one shining moment in that it seemed like this story he was kind of like at the end he's like he felt like he was always chasing that to be greater than the man that broke batman right and that was kind right. of a cool little aspect that yeah. i thought of it you know right and and then like it was a cool it was a cool way like you know we may never know <clears throat> excuse me we didn't we may never know you know in continuity the end of bane but that was a cool way to end bane's story is to say once this is all over once all the venom is done me and you are facing off one t- one more time and, and you right. know wh- whoever kills each other kills each other and then it doesn't happen like that. They actually respect each other, you know. So it was pretty cool. Yeah. Very, very cool. Yeah, I didn't read uh, Catwoman, so it's actually good you didn't get it. So we can hopefully right. get it this week or whenever Alex gets a chance to get it to you. That was good. Uh, mentioned Know Your Station number two. I know you guys got your books to talk about. So before we do get into detectives, I'll let you guys uh, deep dive into your guys' books. Uh, yeah, I mean, just real quick, some of these one shots at the, uh, the Lazarus planet, these are pretty cool. Cause they're like, they're jumping from story to story. Like this one involves, you know, Themyscira, we see Wonder Woman, we see Shazam, we see the trench over in Atlantis. Like we see a bunch of different side stories that are going to kind of evolve and we'll see more of them as the story goes on. It's one of the ones where I, I definitely feel like it's one of those big events where it, it's going to force you to like, Maybe not read a bunch of stories after the event is concerned, but there's a lot of different stories within it, and there's a lot of one-shots, right? So you don't have to get like, oh, Lazarus Planet Batman, Lazarus Planet Superman, Lazarus Planet Wonder Woman. No, it's just one-shots, and they have like four or five different short stories in the same one. So yes, you're getting one every week, but you're getting a lot of content, and I, I think it's pretty cool. So, And I just figure since I read so many DC books, I figure I kind of wanted to be in tune with the – Lazarus Planet event and the new dawn of DC and everything. So yeah, I mean we'll see how how it continues. But yeah, Mark, you got anything? Continue. 
Oh, man, you got a lot of books, too. I know you still want to talk about, right? I know you yeah. still got action. We got Detective. Uh, the ending of 007 was all right. We got the 70th year anniversary coming up that I just saw in previews. So that's going to be like a continuation of this 007 that we're getting right now from uh, isn't this uh, um, Philip Kennedy Johnson? That's right. He's writing this as well. So, right. That's yeah, going to so. be 007's uh, been good. I mean, yeah, the, yeah, the 007 was a good ending to that to that arc, and then obviously, like you told me before, I read it a couple of days ago that it spawns into the the new story. So it's a kind of continuation. So it's cool because what we've been it, reading from 007 is like uh, five or six issues mm-hmm. done, five or six issues done, and now it's like, oh no, we get I to think continue the story. It's cool. I think some of this has to do because uh, for one, they wanted to keep a little bit of continuity going into the 70th year anniversary for one. For two, I think possibly Dynamite is liking what they're getting out of Kennedy Johnson right now, maybe trying to keep him on a little bit longer. But didn't you have a feeling that um, 003 was always going to be alive? I knew it. I had a feeling as I was right. reading the arc, right? It's like, yeah, the, yeah, the 007 stories always course. have that little like kicker at the end of their stories. Yeah, for sure. It was good. Books that um, are books that i'm getting this week real quick i didn't get a chance to say but i think i'm also getting like seven or eight this week i mean obviously i can't be uh more excited than 132 of batman feels like it's been a little bit since we got that alex was telling me that february is usually slow but i'm getting all types of stuff i think the big publishers it doesn't really matter if it's february or not but uh you're right with spider-man dude i don't know i'm getting on the verge of uh getting rid of it as well um i'm getting symbol of truth this week, which is the better story that Sean's reading yep, as well. Same thing. Captain America, the Sentinel of Liberty. I might end up dropping that one, which is the um, Steve Rogers story. Sam Wilson, as I always say, kind of going a little bit better for me right now. Daredevil, Sean mentioned that one. Eight, that's going to be great. That one is always going good to go along with Sean's Punisher. <laughs> I'm not getting the deadly duo like you guys, but I am getting Gotham City Year One, number five. That great, great story from Tom King that just continues to deliver. Speaking of Tom King, Human Target is coming to an end. Twelve days that Mr. Christopher Chance had to live after taking injecting that poison to try to uh, take one for Lex Luthor. And now he's in the big uh, debacle with the uh, lanterns and fire and ice. And I can't wait to see what that's going to accumulate to in this next story. But um, Tom King always has stuff coming out. So, yeah, I'm excited about all that stuff. And just um, a book that I did read this week that I don't think you guys got that I'm very excited about. It's the first issue. And I'm excited because the book was damn good for one. And for two, it's finally another AWA that I'm going to read. You know, we love these AWAs, one one to four or five um, issues story this one's called black tape i don't know if you guys heard of it i got the other one by awa actually coming on the way the red saga which is like the soviet the the one that i think you guys are gonna get as well but this black tape one uh dan panosian uh our guy that we know that does a lot of awa work to labor talajak talajic um it's on the art but man this is kind of like a kind of reminded me of actually jason douglas's parallel story because it had to do with like the rock the rock star and whatnot but this is a pretty much a guy he's like a he becomes like a huge rock star jack king his name is he ends up dying and um he wrote like one last album he wrote like one last song and he told his wife like 
oh, don't ever do anything to this song or like don't sell it to like the, you know, the company, my the music label that I'm under and whatnot. And pretty much like the chick is like frightened, the wife and just so much going through her mind and all these people are showing up to his funeral and all these people are just then like one of the chicks like throws an after party at her house. And then it's just uh, the wife is like in tears the whole time, whatever. Right. Pretty much what ends up happening at the first of this at the end of this issue, she finds a secret passage in the house because a lot of crazy stuff's going on with like, a, you know, pictures on the wall and the cats freaking out. So she finds this little passage and it ends up of her going to this room where it's like self-sacrifice is being committed. Right. Type of like uh, some uh, like satanic type worshiping or whatever, you know, and uh Pretty much. I think what's happening is because it says right here when you open the book, it says uh, um, before rock and roll legend Jack King died, he recorded one last song and people are dying to hear it. So I think this he's I don't know if he was like some possessive type artist or something. And like it just seems like these people are kind of like possessed or like dying to hear his song. And I think it's going to go. I think it's going to be kind of a fun little issue. Right. Just uh, something different. And uh, I'm excited to see where these next three issues are going to go. So nice. That's always good. AWA, four or five issues. Get in, get out. Oh, you know, usually a great story. So, yeah, it's pretty Get cool. on, get them over, get them in. Okay. Yes, sir. Um, I will say the punchline, the Gotham game is pretty good. I, I read number four. Um, uh, I so can't punch, believe I didn't get that. So Sorry punchline, for cutting yeah, you off. But no, no, just, it's, it's okay. I, I just feel like her luster was, like, lost after a while. I thought she was going to be bigger than, like, she, they brought her out, whatever. And just, like, I mean, they first brought her she, out. Right? Mm-hmm. I thought I... I just thought she was going to be bigger at a certain point. And when she wasn't, I kind of lost that luster. And I was like, I really want to read a punchline. But, man, I don't know. You're saying that it's good? I probably should have yeah. got it. But no, go I, ahead, man. I, I do think it's good. And I think that they're doing a, a good job of, like, kind of giving us bits and pieces, kind of like the Batman Who Laughs, right? Batman Who Laughs was in, like, Dark Knight's Metal. And then he got his own, like, six or eight or 12 issue uh, miniseries. And then now he's just gone, right? which obviously he's not dead. We know he's going to return at, at, at a certain point, right? But it's cool. They're they're not like just kind of shoving it all down our throats just because she's a new character, right? So this story is cool. She's pretty much taken over the Royal Flush Gang, and she's taking on uh, some of the city's uh, you know high-profile uh, kings of crime like Black Mask and the Ventriloquist and everything. So it's pretty cool. And then you have Nightwing is now working with Bluebird to kind of stop them, so some of the good guys are in there as well too. So it's, I think it's a pretty good story. Um, let's Let's see. The Flash, number 791, that one-minute war. This is part two of that uh, kind of arc. What do you guys think of that one? The, decent. Uh, yeah, yeah. The the, the, the I, ship I that have, landed that kind of looked like it had a penis, you know. Well, I, so, have, the new one, I have the new one to, to read that I haven't gotten to yet. The um the one-minute war, the special, right? It's right, yeah. And I think I have that in my stack, and that is for next week as well. But we're actually um, getting 792 uh, this week. so This week, yeah. I'll probably so, just wait and read the one-shot the, 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 the one and then read 792, right? So probably read like, back-to-back. Kind of back-to-back, yeah, because we'll be talking about both of them in the next couple weeks, so we could probably do that, save both of them for just one kind of, uh, you know, compiled conversation. But no, I think it's pretty good so far. Uh, you have the different flashes fighting, you know, different people, and yeah. it looks like maybe – Iris is dead, you know. Barry's Iris might be dead. I don't know. Might so, be. Yeah, but but we know. Just like 003. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Um, let's see. What else? I don't have much. I mean, let's see. Oh, I can get yeah, this. Yeah, action. I, I, oh, I can get. No, I know. I have two more after this. Uh, 
this uh, piece of garbage. Amazing Spider-Man oh, number 18. That's not that's not I don't even have that on my desk to talk about. That one's on. like already packed away. Come on, rec wrap. Like rec yeah, wrap and stuff and then finally Jean Grey I, she's like she's uh, like having a, a change of heart. She's going to like, you know, you know, she's going to do good by it. like like what she wanted is already done. So now chat uh, chasm or whatever and Hollow's Eve, I think her name is. They took mm-hmm. the staff away from her, and so now he's like some super chasm or whatever. So I, I have the finale, you know, the dark web one shot finale or whatever, and then that's it, man. Amazing well, Spider Man, it's, it's done for me. They're turning. Are they trying to make that character into something bigger, the Hall, the Hollow's Eve or whatever? Like, I think so. Yeah, because I saw a, a tweet from somebody like. I think maybe one of the writers of the book or something, they're like now introducing Hollow's Eve. So yeah. I think it was like her coming out. We may even have her first, first appearance, appearance, right? So that's the one thing that could be good coming out of this story is that we have a first appearance by somebody. So, um, but yeah, from start to finish, from issue one through this uh, little story arc, dark web. So much more to be desired, huh? Right. And what sucks too is that issue 19, um, it looks like they're just going on a date, but it's a story with black cat. And I, you know, interested to read something with her because I know that Black Cat was in um, your Miles Morales story, right? She was kind of was she in the Miles Morales story? No, or I, what had story a, I, had, I had the Black Cat story. I was reading. oh the Black Cat story itself, right? So that was I've pretty never, good. That I've never really cool read anything with Black Cat in it. Like the most Black Cat I've ever gotten was when I'm watching Spidey and his amazing friends with the kids. I think Black Cat's in the new season or whatever. That's like the most Black Cat I've gotten. So yeah, yeah they don't. But I think isn't Marvel gonna start coming out with more stuff with her? I, well, I mean, I hope so. I mean, if it's something that I can get just her, that's fine. But right. with it, but it's not enough Tell for me, me to want to to save uh, or keep getting Amazing Spider-Man because again, it's not giving me what I want. It's not very good, and I'm and I'm spending, you know, seven dollars a month on it. It's two issues every month. It's still going like that. If it was once a month, maybe, probably not. But for sure, that is one of the easiest uh, drops I've ever had. So. Yeah, the dark web is over, man. But man, it's time to shake up uh, Peter Parker and Felicia Hardy. Escape right. to the city on exclusive spa. Damn. I'm actually this more excited good. about the Miles Morales one I'm reading right now. That one's pretty actually pretty good. Because I've never read anything with Misty Knight. I never even knew who she was until I'm playing that Marvel Snap game and I get the card. I'm like, who the hell is Misty Knight? I've never heard of her. So I do a little deep dive, you know, on the the Marvel Wikipedia, you know, the that version of it. And she seems like a pretty cool chick, and now she's in a story with Miles Morales that I've never read before either. I've never read anything with Miles Morales, so I'm the excited for that. The way Miles is written is cool, though. I like the way they write it. The little Brooklyn, the little the little uh, linguistics. Yeah. Right. He, he he talks like a kid would today, right? Mm-hmm. He doesn't talk all like, "Hey, my name is Peter Parker, and you shouldn't do that, buddy. I'm gonna flip 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 you." You know, like, nah. <laughs> He talks like most of us kids do nowadays. Not us. Sorry. Who, who, oh God, who, I just called myself a kid. Hell no. Who, who, who's who's the um the writer on that one right now? The writer on Miles Morales. Yes. Oh God, I'm gonna have to pull it up. Because Saladin I, Ahmed has got the, one of the gem of the month, doesn't he? In uh, the new previews, I saw that. Yes, yes, he does. Right? Pretty. Uh... All right, so let's go. So Metallo is back. Oh, Metallo, that was a good story, man. It is. It is. Action Comics is really good. It's another uh, Philip Kennedy Johnson, Mr. 007 himself right here. And Alien. Yes, sir. He's in he's writing 007 from Dynamite. He's writing Alien for Marvel and he's writing Action Comics for DC. Really? 
Wow. Yeah. Yeah. All at the same time. So so we get introduced to the uh, two young brother and sister duo that mm-hmm. uh, Clark saved from Warworld, kind of part of the super family now to go along with, you know, Supergirl, yeah. Lois Lane's there, of course, um, Connor. You know, he's the hybrid of he's got Clark Kent and uh, Lex Luthor DNA in him. And then they have I forgot uh, his name's Kanan. Sorry. He's he is the Chinese uh, Superman. Yeah. From China. Who's um like who's hating on the two on the on the new uh kids that came from War World or whatever that he's pretty much adding to the family and whatnot? Weren't was they it, like? I think it was Connor. He was talking about oh like how do you feel about it or whatever, and he's like yeah. it, like did, did did they tell you? And they were like yeah oh, no. yeah so yeah something like that. So it's it's so it's just kind of yeah it's just one of those things where you know uh change is inevitable but sh- sometimes people kind of resist change right. So it's just going to take some time, you know, to get uh, used to it, right? I liked it. And then you have the you have Metallo with that skin on him, and it's like he's, he gets up in the tower, right? Because they're doing the yeah. um, they're like the mayor is uh, whatever tower they're opening up, the uh, Steelworks mm-hmm. Tower. Yeah, that's steel, Earth. by the way. If you didn't know that, that that that's steel. That's uh the the Superman who's made of who's in the steel suit, and that's his daughter. Uh, Sean, do you watch um Superman and Lois on CW? I do, sir. Who's that's that, that's uh what's his name the the mayor and uh, his daughter in oh, action comics really? that's uh that's steel that's john irons and natasha or whatever that's oh, his daughter that's yeah, them yeah, yeah. from the show yeah oh nice oh, yeah, yeah 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 i've seen them right now heard, i never even heard of them before the show but now they're cool characters i like them yeah yeah definitely they're one of those he's one of the superman who kind of came out you know when superman died back in the 90s and they had like the dawn of superman they had you know, numerous Superman's coming out after. and stuff. I think I think I don't know about a first appearance, but he was definitely a, a predominant character after that. Nice. And we know about that story because we just got that 30th anniversary that we read, the death mm-hmm. of Superman, which was pretty good. Yep, you're right. But uh, what do you think about Metallo, man? I mean, when you want to talk about Metallo, you want to talk about the kryptonite that's in him, right? I mean, he's all he's like automatically like, you know. He's kind of got an edge on Superman, right? I just think Metallo's a pretty cool character. I don't really know too much of him, but I kind of like, I kind of like how like Lex Luthor's messing with him so bad to the point where he's right. making him do all this stuff he doesn't want to do here. Right. It's just classic, <laughs> you know. Like I'm gonna kill your family if you don't do this. And, yeah. You know, and it's not like some guy who's holding up a bank, right? He's an actual super villain from previous stories that he's just now supercharged and it's she's messing some shit up, you know. So definitely a good story. Now, ladies and gentlemen, to the last book of the week, I think, Mark, uh, Detective Comics 1068, another great story. Detective is dope. Wasn't as good as last issue, but still pretty good. I mean, this is why this issue is why Harvey Dent Two-Face is one of my favorite Batman rogues characters, right? The inner battle within himself to like he's still Harvey Dent, but then he's got the Two-Face. That's it's just the battle of good and evil, right? He wants to do good, but then he's got the the asthma, right? That's he's infected by the asthma, the green stuff, right? Uh, Harvey Dent is not Mm -hmm. Two-Face. So if Harvey Dent, like we kind of learned towards the end of the issue, if Harvey Dent takes over the body, then he automatically will die because of the asthma. So Two-Face is forced to kind of take over as the evil side. <laughs> Try to and, do and, good. <laughs> like, right? 
like like would you really expect ever to see like two face bad two face kind of save bruce wayne oh, Clark Kent? from the wolf and, man and all well right. he actually beat wolf man but the, the freaking squam oh, yeah was who was the one throw. that pulled the guy that I thought that like the Wolfman turned into him. He just kind of showed up after. Yeah, like that still. He's like a freaking like a. He's like got a like the six arms. Face or something. Yeah, I was a freaking character. I never even freaking heard of those guys after Wolfman. Isn't that one of the four guys in the masks? The one who grew the arms. Oh yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. When they all put on the mask, you're right. Right. There was the lady with all the eyes. There Which was is the, at the end of the there issue. Was the main, mm-hmm. There was the main kid, right? The main guy who's kind of been the leader of everyone. I think he has a gold mask. And then you had this guy. This guy was standing on the top of the building with the Wolfman when everything started to go, ape, you know, all you know, the, haywire the, with all the explosions at the end of 1067. The kid is the grandchild or whatever of the lady with the crazy eyes, I think, or something like that. I think I I, I forgot. Something I have like to that. go back. Yeah, but you know, there. You know, obviously, it's it's another one of those stories where a person or people are are fighting Bruce Wayne, fighting Batman, telling that him that he is the problem with Gotham. And a new mm-hmm. Gotham will rise because of us, right? And We've so, been getting that lately. Right. Every group so, of people, and then freaking, yeah, he said Harvey Dent, like, <laughs> freaking Two-Face, you never thought, like, what the hell? He's, like, kind of watching right. the whole thing. Are you going to help him? Are you not going to help him? Are you going to do it? And then in the end, freaking, once Two-Face shows up, it's like, hell yeah, put him down now, Batman. And Two-Face ends up killing the other dude. Right. I mean, and, and the thing about Bruce Wayne Batman is that I love so much is there's always that, you know – um, there's always the classic question: Can Batman defeat Superman? And everyone, their first reactions: No. Can Batman beat the Flash in a race? No, of course not. But then you ask the second question: How much time does Batman and Bruce Wayne get to prepare for this this duel? Exactly. Right? And then you're like, Oh shit! So when you see Bruce Wayne have the silver, he was ready for the silver because he's basically a werewolf smart like bro what the hell like Mm -hmm. he knew like after the first encounter he like does everything he can to give himself the advantage because like i'm the human this guy's a freaking like lichen from underworld like and you know kate beckinsale ain't walking through that door celine's not walking through that door to to pump his ass full of you know the silver bullets like what do i do i think it's an awesome story um but of course two-face you know saves bruce wayne and brings him into that building and the lady with all the eyes is ready for him so so they're in a world of trouble going into 1069 favorite number favorite position but Um, is that is that the lady (laughs) is that the lady with the creepy eyes or is this even someone else because that looks like an older person or like a younger person but could be yeah I mean, maybe that's what Two Face sees, right? It looks like when they put that sure. oh. like when they put that mask on, it's like that's that's how I see the lady with the eyes, right? But, but then, but then again, you wouldn't you wouldn't think that the the lady who seemed the older would be all perched up like yeah, in exactly. squat position, right? <laughs> like you would expect that, like a younger body. <laughs> so we'll see in 1069. But um, but yeah, I mean to round out the comic book talk, that's a that's great. That was good. That was really good. Oh yeah. Right. 1069 man yes can't wait for that one (laughs) all right so i mean as far as like entertainment's concerned um i have nothing on the grammys so we don't talk about that i mean who cares uh, about the grammys (laughs) yeah no definitely not um the one piece of news i got was uh james mangold the director of logan is might tackle the swamp thing movie yes and swamp thing being in you know 
the Justice League Dark and Magic and just dark stuff, right? Like from what I saw in that one season on the DC Universe app, you know, of I Swamp knew Thing, you were gonna say yeah. And like, it, like if it's anything like that, but then you put the director of Logan, Logan being one of obviously it's it's kind of off continuity. It's a rated R, the only one of its kind. Of, well, of course, Deadpool is rated R, but an amazing, amazing movie that what Logan was, man. If he gets Swamp Thing. I have high expectations for that. Better, hopefully better, higher expectations than we for the green hell from Jeff Lemire that we're still <laughs> waiting on. <laughs> you see that? He was like, finally, guys, the wait is over. You're going to get it this. And then he actually has the audacity to tell me and all of us that number tell three is coming me. out in March. You, you mean to tell me that I got issue one over a year ago and then finally number two is coming out in February. And then you're going to tell me that number three is coming out in March. <laughs> I'll believe it. I'll believe it when I see it in my freaking right, hand. Right. <laughs> Just concentrate on writing you, better books than May's book. And I told you he was like, reading. He was Primordial. busy reading Primordial. <laughs> yeah, Primordial May's book. Come on, man. Come on, Lemire. What's going on, my guy? Come on, my boy. Anything else, boy. Uh, <laughs> Sean? You get any more? Any new games on the Switch? You're playing. Uh, you know, I'm still focusing on uh, Zelda right now. That <laughs> Zelda. <laughs> Bro, that I, I grew up. That's not my favorite game growing up, man. That map really? is freaking. I mean, the thing is, too, is like I get to play all that often with Case, like a, in between Case and Nap or something like that, or like, oh, you know, don't got to go to work tomorrow, and I got oh. a little bit of time when Casey goes to sleep right now. Maybe I'll play on for like an hour or something <laughs> like that. But that map is so freaking big. So yeah, still playing then, around with the Switch and stuff. I mean, and then you can play in your bed, right? You can probably hook up a little oh, Bluetooth bro. headphones or yeah. whatever and just like play in the bed. Yeah. 100% bro so it works out good and speaking of uh, the switch I did bring up to Mike earlier uh, the one news that I seen is that uh, the Nintendo switch and as long as it's been alive what like maybe seven to ten years give or take oh not have, even yeah they have already surpassed all lifetime sales of PlayStation 4s which I think was one of the more popular playstations that was bought other than the most recent uh five five but, yeah yeah, bro, it's pretty crazy. That's crazy. I mean, just how how convenient it is, and for it to be like that Game Gear, Game Boy style, you know, size, and but to have the graphics that it has, and of course those capabilities. Hey, man, if you're a Nintendo guy, it definitely makes sense, man. The numbers make sense. I mean, you've never seen anything like it. You know, you can have it in your hand crazy. on your way home on on like a bus, or you're on Bart coming home from San Francisco. Boom, you get inside the house, prop it up on the little stand, and now you've just projected onto your TV. You mm-hmm. never had that. You've always had to wait to play your Xbox. You have to wait to play your PlayStation, the PS5. You don't have to wait to play this. You can just pick up right where you left off. It's pretty cool. It is cool, man. You brought it up. I mean, again, you know, thank you, uh, courtesy of my former employer, for those extra points of letting me. Uh, buy those you know get it for free but damn yeah, that's good man. you used it just in time uh huh, just in time speaking would of have, that. those points would have just gone by the wayside then huh no no we actually uh, found out for uh anybody that did get the stick huh. uh, that would have been shady they actually gave a special phone number that you can go and redeem your uh points separately and you actually can use your uh, reimbursement for fitness also so i <laughs> looks like i still got a little bit of time to do my fitness reimbursement also yeah, so I mean, I I don't have much time for games anymore. Like I, you know, I was telling you I was playing like exactly. the NHL, but that was during our two week break for Christmas. Once I go back to work, it's like I've Came played maybe like like one time or whatever. So, I mean, yeah, we'll probably have a shutdown soon enough, you know, end of March or something like that. But anyways, moving on. Uh, Last of Us. 
kind of round out the uh, section. So The Last of Us is a great show. Um, I haven't watched episode four, and lucky for us, episode five is being released early on Friday this week. It's not Sunday. I did not know that, sir. Yes, sir. So special treat for you. So Friday morning, midnight, or whenever the hell they drop the episodes, you can watch episode five. But episode four, I know you've watched. I didn't get a chance to watch. I'm going to watch it tomorrow along with Wakanda Forever. So I might have a good – bit of Ooh, you know we'll talk about reviewing that next week also. yeah so wakanda forever and episode four possibly five uh for last of us so you're gonna be, you're gonna have about three and a half hours worth of time to watch shows or <sighs> yeah uh, wakanda <sighs> we broke into two nights bro we had to so it was like 248 243 it was long man yeah i mean we'll start it right when the kids go to bed so like 8 8 30 so as long as She's willing to stay up until about midnight. Yeah, we'll get it in. But it if not, good, then though. it's going to have to be broken up. But yeah, uh, Last of Us was great. I know this episode three, this might be an unpopular uh, you know, opinion. Episode three is, is being revered as one of the best episodes of TV, not just of the season. Now, love the story, you know, um, but it was like I wanted to see more of the action that I saw. It was a good break, but I thought that I wanted to get – I. I at the end of the episode, I was like, you know what? I wanted that type of break in like episode five, six, or seven, not episode three. Like you just revealed like what the like like what the what do they call them? The clickers or whatever. I think yeah. people in yeah, I think they call them clickers. You reveal reveal what they look like when they're at their like highest stage, right? And you got so much action and everything, and the explosion with the with with Tess, how she got bit, and all that stuff, and then. And and then it's just that, and you hardly even see Pedro Pascal or the or the or the girl, That's right, or Ellie, right, just, t- just towards the end. It's just the story of the gay couple who, um, who are in like the little bunker or whatever. But it's cool to see that that you know, I told I told uh, Danielle that they're going to bring Tess back because they're going to go back and forth with stuff from the past. Hundred percent. And, and, and sure enough, Tess was in episode three because that's when they uh, grew a, a relationship with well, they Bill and Bill and. Ted or something or Bill and something yeah, I forgot. It's so, like yeah, but it was it was sad though at at the end. Like because I told Danielle, now. I was like I was like, dude, they're both old. Like he's dying, and like he just wants that one more day. And I was like, how's he gonna kill himself? And then I, and then like, right when he right when he downed the whole wine as well as you him, I was it. like, oh, he freaking put all the pills in the bottle too. So I was like, dang. So yeah. So that's how it ended. They found love in a hopeless place, Mike. I mean, the world's already at shit. And then freaking the way he even like first finds this guy, like falls right into his trap literally. And then. Right. Yeah, man. Yeah. And they fall in love. Right. Yeah. But they fall in love. And uh, so it was a good story. Right. But like. I, I wanted more of the action side. Right. Of, of it. Uh, like to to get the. Let's have this side love story within this world that is now pretty much over. We're in like a apocalyptic, you know, world. It was really good to see that. It took but coming the off whole of what I saw in episode, episode though, right. the right. whole episode. I'm like, y'all could have like right. cut it in half. I actually right. think there was meaningfulness because you had to see why. But like, man, y'all took a whole episode for that. Right. So, um, yeah, that's all I wanted. I could have had that episode, episode five or six. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and you know what? It might play into because that was their next stop, you know, Pedro Pascal and, and, and Ellie's. That was their next stop. Right. To get what they needed. They got the truck and everything. So, if, you know, of course, it plays into the story. They get but, that truck. All right. Yeah. Wait till episode about. Well, I know. I know the ambush comes. 
because I saw in the preview, right? So, um, and then people are, and people still post videos of like scenes from the show, uh, and then side by side with scenes from the game. And my God, it's like exact. It's so cool. They hit it's a really, run, really bro. cool. I know. I mean, it does from the first couple episodes. It's it's crazy. It, yeah. <laughs> man, so it looks it's... like I, so it looks like we're back to the action uh, in episode four. So I can't wait to watch that um, sometime in you know the next couple of days before episode one seventy eight. But yeah. I mean, the next episode, else? yeah, that oh. I just wanted to quickly, quickly add uh, the one uh. thing you're going to also see in episode four. I mean, in addition to what you obviously see, the growing chemistry between the characters, but Mr. Pascal and the girl, their chemistry, I think, takes it goes to a new level. It's just saying episode four and to just seeing like how their chemistry is, right. the way they talk, how he like indirectly starts to kind of. It's almost like a, like that daughterish type. I I guess you got to take care of you now, so it's well, good, bro. I mean, it, it was a perfect setup, right? How he loses his daughter at the beginning of this whole thing, and then now he's the sole the spot. Like that, that's his sole purpose, right? He's tr- trying to find his brother, right? But really, it's to get her to where she needs to be because she might have the cure for this shit inside of her body. Mm-hmm. Hey, bro, so, preach, bro, preach. Um. Yeah, Mark. Oh, shoot, Mark. We didn't even talk. Oh, shit. You know, we skipped sports. We, we, we went from sports to comics. You didn't even talk about The Clash and your experience there. So guess I what, ca- ladies and gentlemen? So guess – no, well, not really. No. Cherry on top, bro. We no, no, no. You didn't talk about what I want you to talk about. So <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, if, without further ado, we're going back to sports and the uh, episode 177. Mark, dude, how was your experience at The Clash? I mean I wish I could have gone um, – Obviously, I had plans to go to Disneyland this week, uh, cancel them for, you know, for reasons uh, dealing with work and everything. But uh, but, dude, so I was so jealous, like just to see the videos from not just yourself, but from other people and stuff. Um, hopefully they do it one more time, at least one more time next year, hopefully, uh, because I'd like to make it down there next year. But, yeah, tell us about your experience at the Clash. At the yeah, def- definitely. It was just one of those things that I just felt like. I didn't know if it was going to be, I mean, I think they could probably do it again. Obviously LA is a big market and I think it's pretty cool how they do it there, but just in case, just in case they weren't going to do it again, uh, kind of thought it'd be like a once in a lifetime thing to just obviously see NASCAR's. It's not a real track, but it's the shortest track that they'll race on all year, right? A little quarter mile, a little bouldering there in downtown L.A. pretty much. So just the whole experience, the vibe, and just the fact that I've never been to the Los Angeles Coliseum. And with it, you know, celebrating 100 years here this year and, um, you know, going to host another Olympics, I think, in 1928 coming up in a couple years. So I just thought it'd be kind of cool to go see a historic building. Uh, never been on the campus of University of uh, Spoiled Children down there in Southern California, USC. But uh, just uh, felt like killing a lot of birds with a, with one stone, right? So, uh, oh, sorry, I don't go to Stanford, so I guess I can still say that. But um, <laughs> a Pac-12 rival down there from uh, NorCal to SoCal. Go ahead. You had a question, Sean? I'm always going to say at least also visiting you at least know there's a lot of close hotels to the college oh, okay, so you don't yeah. have to worry about staying yeah, too just, far yeah so many hotels there's no hotels by the usc <laughs> school so just uh but more just like on the race man just i thought from what i saw from the stands it was great there was like a time or two that it looked like the caution was the like there wasn't really a need for a caution um i heard that 
kind of drivers were kind of beating and banging up on each other more for like I mean, I felt from the stands like I couldn't really like tell. I mean, at times you could, but I just felt like they were racing hard trying to get position. Obviously, when you're not watching it on TV, you don't get like all the commentary from. I mean, obviously, I didn't rent a scanner or anything, so I didn't know what was what they were talking about. But, you know, I just I just didn't really have any complaints. I mean, I thought. Whatever mufflers they added to the exhaust at first, it did sound a little bit quiet but once they got going i mean it was perfect i didn't even have earplugs my well actually maybe that did because when you come down the grapevine my ears are still kind of plugged from coming down that grapevine yesterday so i don't know i don't think that had anything to do with not having earplugs in but it wasn't that loud it was great uh i'd say probably the worst part of the whole night was just was khalifa's performance man and i'm a whiz khalifa guy but yeah uh, i mean it wasn't it I wasn't it. I feel sorry if it was NASCAR trying to, you know, get someone kind of mm-hmm. hip you to the times it. down you in downtown it. L.A. But I think, <laughs> Sean, you can say it. You can say <laughs> it. <laughs> no, I mean, no, no, just no, not no. I wasn't going to say like get a African-American. I just like I felt like with it being right by a college campus, getting like a kid or a guy generation, like, Khalifa, like yeah. yeah. Oh, 100% but in, this, fans. in this situation, I think I mean, I think it would have been like we needed like a Taylor Swift or something there, man. Like I would have loved that. But uh, what I'm trying to say is uh, just Wiz Khalifa came out kind of bland and just I'm just being there in person. I never felt like he was going to bring it ever since the beginning of we damn boys. Just uh, he was probably just getting saving his energy for the Grammys down the road there. But. Nonetheless, man, I can't complain. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Trying to get down to Fontana in two weeks here for, which is going to be the last race because they're finally deciding to do it. Auto Club C, they are going to change it from a two-mile configuration down to whatever they're going to do it. But this will be the last race on this track that I hold near and dear to my heart. It was the first race I've been to uh, ever. So trying to make it mr larson that, mike's first too yeah, first race right. for all of us right <laughs> yeah. and another yeah. thing about the clash it was pretty cool that it was under the lights man under the lights la downtown it was a, it's a vibe bro it's just a vibe like that's why i know why i understand why nascar wants to do it and um i'll probably continue to do it again unless something changes but i can see them probably trying to do it again they got the logistics down of it they got the track and how to like the the contour and how to do everything there already with the city so i could probably see them doing it again and you guys better go tcb better be in the house next year now, i do have one question for you um don't you know we're local that was pretty <laughs> freaking cypress hill at the beginning <laughs> oh yeah 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 but were you there yet when cypress hill came out and performed I was just getting in. I was oh, just man. getting in. Cypress Hill, Cypress Hill perform. That's hella dope. Yeah, they perform like the beginning of the like before the race started. That's cool, yeah. man. And you know what Better I like also? Better than Wiz Khalifa. I mean, they're. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, they're kind of older, but yeah. I, I would say that I like uh, Cypress Hill songs more than Wiz Khalifa's. So yeah, as, as far as it, seeing someone live for the first time, like oh shit, yeah, I, I'd be more excited to see Cypress Hill. What? One thing I did enjoy, and maybe they it was just because of the clash, and they're just trying to get the race started or whatever, um, or maybe they're going to change it up and do it like this the whole season. But I did like how they did the driver introductions, and it was uh, by team. It was an individual. Oh, really? It, it was by team, yeah. I forgot nice. the guy's name, but he – I forgot the guy's name, but he played Starman in uh, uh, Stargirl. 
He played in a community. He's that comedian who had that show on E. God damn it, what's his name? Anyways, he did the driver. He did the driver introductions because he was also promoting a new show uh, coming out soon on Fox or whatever. But yeah, I, I did like that. Of course, it, you know Daniel Suarez with a sombrero, you know, drinking the Coca Cola. <laughs> that was cool too. Oh yeah. Know? Classic. It did it did go a little bit long for a race that's only 150 miles on a quarter mile track. I felt like well, it was a little lengthy, but at the same time, I do kind of like how they don't count the yellows. The I mean, yellows. I wish they. That's why ah, it lasted long. I almost wish like they would do that in the regular season because sometimes it's like, I don't know, man. Can you when imagine? You, can you imagine how long those races would be? But I hate when they go around like set. I can't imagine because they never used to do it when I used to start when I first started watching NASCAR for all my years in the beginning. Oh, really? Yeah, they didn't. I mean. Yeah, I mean, like sometimes. Well, like, actually, no, no, wreck, no, no. I take I take it back. I'm thinking of something with the stages. No, no. They they counted the cautions back. in I the mean, day. like when we when we talk about like Sonoma. Right. And like just one cautions, like they go around a two mile track like three times. I'm like, oh, bro, are you serious? Like, get this shit going already. Like, cautions last so long at Sonoma. And that's what I'm saying. When it's like, it just pisses me off because sometimes I feel like, oh, you got like a loose a tire. Just pick up the tire and go. But it takes like <laughs> seven, eight. It's like you you just wasted like eight laps under caution because of a loose tire. Just let the safety truck get out there pick up the damn I mean, tire but they have yeah, to I mean, do i mean they like, have to do the the the, the go around the, the, no what is it, the lucky dog and they have to reset yeah they gotta the let him go through yeah yeah and all i mean that. just just think of bristol and martinsville all these cautions last like seven eight to like ten, almost 10 laps sometimes Jesus. depending on the severity of the of the caution right if it's a huge wreck and they need either red flag or or whatever but yeah sometimes they're really lengthy but um man i mean they're, they're doing it they're doing it right right they're you know they're taking advantage of the week off of the nfl they're putting you know getting you ready for the season right it's not only at daytona they're putting it different locations right here's la and then we're going over to florida for fontana back over to Mm -hmm. california then like wherever they're going like atlanta or or vegas or yeah so they're going like all over and they're spanning it and they're getting you ready for the season and it's not just like boom Daytona week, you know, like race week or whatever, have the duels. Like that's not just the first race that you're going to see. They have that preseason race. You know, you're already in tune to Fox because you're kind of getting ready for the Super Bowl. So let's mm-hmm. put this on Fox. And then you got Super Bowl on Fox. And then you got Daytona. So like keep, stay in tune to Fox for those three weeks. It's going to be amazing. I can't wait. And I, and I, um, and actually I heard Dale Jr. say this, but which I do kind of attest to it. He said that. If you like would have tuned in from the beginning, like from when the heat started until like the very end of the race, I mean, that was like a five damn near almost six right. hour event. I mean, that's a little long for it's like he said, he's, yeah. like he said, he's like, you you trying to you, like you trying to be at home watching that whole event. The wife's just like yapping at you. I'll get the barbecue later, honey. I get the <laughs> Dale Jr. Yeah, it's exactly. true. It's like no, no married woman wants their man on a Sunday afternoon for five, six hours in front of the two. It makes it tough. Three's enough at times, but. Man, yeah. um, NFL Sunday, baby, shoot. Right. Yep. But with that being said, uh, that's the sports. That's the comics, entertainment. That's the sports again. Uh, everyone have fun. First watch time the Super we've Bowl, done that. I like right? that. <laughs> yeah. So everyone uh, enjoy the Super Bowl. Uh, for me, go Eagles. You know. Um, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Uh, it's going to be a Super Bowl review, Daytona 500, and NASCAR season 2023 preview. So gentlemen, take us away for 177. Super fun episode 177. It is uh, our Super Bowl preview show, so you know it's always a little special. Uh, and again, 
Thank you to all the fans for checking us out. Comic Bookies Podcast. Got the Twitter. Got the Instagram. We have all the social medias, which Mike will let you know about shortly. Just keep checking us out. Subscribe. Completely free. All your support goes a mile for us. And definitely keep checking out and supporting your local comic book shops and all small businesses for us, Treasure Island Comics in Fremont. Alex, we love you. We appreciate you. It is Wednesday tomorrow, so definitely get your books. And yeah, we look forward to you guys next week. And fly, go fly. Let's go, Philly. Sure, for sure. Thank you, brother. Thank you guys for uh, 177 tonight. Um, just uh, happy to be able to record. I was feeling very just tired, <laughs> man. I barely got any sleep. Like, I don't know if it was the excitement of going to the clash, but I could barely sleep. So, man, just uh, excited to you know, call it a night, get in bed and just uh, get some rest for these upcoming weeks. Uh, Super Bowl, probably going to party there. And here we go with uh, more Daytona parties and whatnot. So uh, just excited for sharing uh, my experience with the fans, with you guys, and just uh, excited to get these seven, eight books I'm getting, keep reading and keep supporting uh, Alex. And you guys keep supporting your local comic bookie shop as well. So, uh, Thank you, guys. Check us out on all platforms. Always IG. Mike's doing great with the shorts on YouTube uh, at the comic bookies at gmail.com or at the comic bookies on social media. The comic bookies at gmail.com. If you guys want to write us an email and uh, yeah, just uh, excited. Let's stay safe. Let's uh, look at spring on the horizon and uh, Valentine's and Cupid's are coming as well. So uh Let's have some fun and uh, get ready to buy those overpriced damn roses here pretty soon. Yep. Speaking of that, I will probably guarantee that next week's episode will probably be on Monday the 13th for sure. There ain't no yes, way yes. that our wives are going to let us record on the 14th. <laughs> but if we can, uh, if I can give a quick update of the top 10 over the last 10 episodes of, as far as downloads, San Francisco Bay Area, and of course the Valley out here in Sacramento, Stockton, Modesto, Orlando coming in at number three, New York, Boston, heading over to the uh, the central part of the United States with Houston, back over to the East Coast, Washington, D.C., and back over here with Vegas, L.A., and rounding out the top 10, Grand Rapids, Michigan. So as you can see, as far as this country is concerned, we're all over the United States, all over the countries. We're over halfway. I think we have almost 35, almost 40 different states since I've been let's keeping go. track downloading the show. So uh, please continue to support. We love you all so much. Uh, this has been 177. For Mark, Sean, my name is Mike. Enjoy the sports, enjoy the comics, and enjoy each other. Hey, enjoy the Super Bowl, and we'll see you next week for the Daytona 500. Peace. Peace. And always enjoy each other. And remember, enjoy this last game of pigskin, because that's it until the fall, baby. Let's go. Good luck on your, your bets, KC and the over. Yeah.